Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Property World. I'm Will Mallard and today I'm delighted to be joined by Lavanya Gimsani. Great to have you on the show. Thank you, Will. Thank you for inviting me on the podcast. It's absolute pressure to be here today. Yeah, I understand it's your very first podcast. Um, so, so welcome aboard. Yes, it is very first podcast. I'm slight nervous, but bear with me, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're doing very well so far. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Now, uh, Lavanya and I met at the uh, Partners in Property, uh, or a couple of different sessions uh, over the last number of months, and um, she's got a fascinating story about uh, her uh, transition from business into the business of property. So uh, what, what we might do uh, before we get too much further, what's the best way for someone to get hold of you, Lavanya? If someone need to contact me, they can either con- better to contact me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, that clearly explains where a profile is completely, my background, where I'm coming from. So please, LinkedIn is the best way to contact Right. Okay. And and just um, if you'd like to, uh, you'd like to just check the show notes as well. Uh, we'll, we'll have uh, Lavanya's contact details on LinkedIn in there as well. So in terms of uh, what is, uh, what's the the quick summary of where things are right now, and then we'll we'll go right back to the beginning of the story. Okay. Uh, the summary of the story is I started. Um, I picked up a property, which I was thinking it might be a suitable for HMO conversion. Um, I looked at other details like transportation, amenities, surrounding and everything. Um, then I applied for a planning. That property has a side land on the side. So which I was thinking I could convert either into a 10 bed or an eight bed. The article, it's not an article for area currently. So I could straight away go to six bed as well, but I just wanted to push it maximum what I can do possibly. Mm-hmm. I went for eight bed. Um, there were many challenges. Once the planning permission application has launched, mm-hmm. um, the unfortunately or fortunately, I was very lucky to have a counselor on the same street. Mm-hmm. 
and she pulled in another counselor and um, clearly they raised 36 objections which i couldn't um, i couldn't go through the planning at that time mm -hmm. even though planning officer didn't have any sort of um, objections on the site he was completely positive that that's very suitable site for building a, a bed HMO on suite. But because of the 36 objections, it has to go through planning committee. Mm -hmm. So we went to planning committee initially, um, joined by Sue Sims and my project manager, who is Jasim. Uh, three of us went down. There were 14 people, I think 13 to 14 people came into the planning committee and they were raising their voices. So the chair said, look, we will visit the site. They decided uh, to vote on the site visit, mm -hmm. uh, followed by the decision. So the site visit was a month after or something. And mm -hmm. all the councillors has visited the site. On the same day, we went to uh, back to the planning committee, planning office again, and we got the permission. We're secured. That, that's fa fantastic. So you triumphed over the, the NIMBYs, the Not In My Backyard Brigade. Well, that, that's, that's right. In the process of um, between the first planning committee and the objections, as soon as I heard uh, all the objections from the planning officer, I was thinking to myself, okay, why not try to convince the local people by doing an open day? So I did the open day as well, which didn't go really well. They kept on shouting and screaming on the roads. And, you know, there were many challenges throughout <laughs> to secure that planning permission. Uh, and that, was that the first planning permission you had gone for as a property investor? Yes. Wow, wow. So, uh, quite a big achievement and and do you put that down to um the, the the people around you like so you had justin and sue sims and um who who wrote the planning application uh the planning application was done by my architect clearly and mm -hmm. um we had to drop the architect for multiple reasons to be honest mm -hmm. once after the planning has been secured however mm -hmm. um Jasim and Sue Sims has been all the way through. They were really helpful. They were really helpful without those two of them on the side, because it was two planning uh, committee meetings and one site visit by the councillors. Without those two people on the, on the side or helping me out, I wouldn't have secured this. Right, and, um, and just for the listeners not familiar, uh, where, where in the country is this? This is um, Midlands. It, it's in Sanwell at the moment, which is, it belongs to Sanwell Council. Fit, fit very good. And uh, the story didn't uh, start there, though. Uh, can you take us all the way back to childhood? Uh, so, say, uh, as a four-year-old, uh, did you have ambitions to be an HMO uh, property developer? No, I can never thought of that, actually. I was born and brought up in India, um, which a normal working class family who my mom was a doctor. Uh, my dad was an engineer. 
um, she passed out with a very good university in those days, back in 70s, I'm talking about. Um, so when I was five years old, my dad left us. We are three children. Uh, my mom took all the responsibility. Being a doctor, she earned, she was the breadwinner, um, supported all three of us. I'm the eldest one. Um, so it was very challenging through our childhood as well. But and, and do you think having a uh, like a, a strong, independent uh, role model in the case of your mother helped form who you are? Of course. I would say every quality or everything, whatever I have, all the nature in succeeding or just really everything from my mom, to be honest. I have seen her going through all the challenges. Um, as you know, India is a male-dominated country. Being a woman, working independently was not easy mm -hmm. at all. So, And, and uh, where in India uh, did you grow up? I have grown in um, a south part of India, which is called um, Hyderabad. Very close to Hyderabad, I belong to a um, district called Kamam. So that's where my education come from completely. And my mom was a medical practitioner there, private medical practitioner. And uh, what was life like as a school child? Oh, scary. <laughs> um, it was very nice, interesting um, journey. Uh, because the village where I lived, there was no English medium or something. The schools was... Um, um, not up to the mark. So my mom sent us, used to send us 25 kilometers away for getting education. So we used to travel in bus and one way was till, uh, 25 kilometers. So all, almost 50 kilometers we were traveling on a daily basis to get through this education. So, so no, no rolling out of bed and walking across the road to go to school? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, if you need to get to the school by nine o'clock, we are trying to make that our journey from our place by seven o'clock. Wow, because that, that, there's obviously lots of stops to pick up the other children and drop offs along the way. It was not a school bus, though, Will. Uh, it was a private. There was no school buses at those times. It was only two of us, me and my sister was traveling from that location. So there is no school bus facility. It is a private um, bus like Green Arrival. It is called APSRTC, which is an Indian transportation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. public service. And, and so every day you're uh, being uh, going through this, this uh, what would be quite a scary thing for a, you know, a, a young child. Um, and uh, I Bus full of strangers. You're you're going, going off to school. And once you arrived at school, uh, what awaited you? Um, it, once I arrived at the school, the school was a normal uh, child school. Actually, uh, it was very nice. I used to have lots of friends. Um, I was I was not a fuss painter. Uh, I didn't I didn't do a you know ranking system or anything like that. But I'm. I always classify my as uh, myself as seventy five percent percentages through, so mm -hmm. I'm not a very um, very 
for strength curl or for spin chill. Right. So, so you're uh, academically strong, but not outstanding. Not that, yes. Yes. Right, right. Uh, okay. And, and, but you had fun uh, at, at school. I had really good fun, yes. My, the school was very good. Um, I went to intermediate. Then later, I went to my engineering college, which I did my um, electronics and communication engineering background from, um, which is a four-year course study. And it was really and my enjoyable moments in the engineering college. That's the best four years I had in my life. Wow, wow. And, and uh, what was that in Hyderabad or? It, it was in Chennai. It was uh, called Madras University I belonged to. Um, I was con- completely independent away from, the, uh, from my mom or any family, which is almost 12 hours journey in a train in those mm-hmm. days. Um, <laughs> but... The, because we were five girl, four girls, we stayed in a room and we we had a really good time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and, and were you all on the same uh, course or on different courses? Three of us are all on the same course. One was a different course, but um, because we were the you know, boarding schools was expensive in those days as well, where all the families, the four of us, decided to stay in a room by mm-hmm. taking a two-bedroom house. And mm-hmm. we, we stayed there. It was absolutely a, a ple- very nice time. Yeah. And so uh, four years of living uh, largely independently, but with, uh, with, with people who became your, your lifelong friends, is that... Yes, lifelong friends. Still, we are in touch. We still have groups which go from engineering background, which I finished back in 2001. Right, time flies. So, so in terms of um, what, what was your plan at that stage? Um, once I finished, my mum's plans were actually to get go and get married, <laughs> uh, which I was completely in, not agreeing to that. I had challenges to go through with my family members as well. Then I decided, look, I promised my mom I want to settle down first and then um, get married or look for a person. Um, By going through all the um, uh, different routes where to look for a job or something, I was really inspired by my uncle who was in UK. So I thought, okay, let me try to apply for universities in UK and see where I go from there. Right, and, and uh, that that must have been a um, like a, a big step. Like uh, it's one thing going from uh, Hyderabad to Chennai; uh, it's another thing going halfway around the world. That's right. Uh, that's right. Yep. So when um, when I applied for the universities, there uh, there were quite a lot of heavier fees structure to come to UK. Um, so I managed to secure all the loans and what is needed. Um, applied for visas, and then uh, came over to UK. Mm-hmm. And where did you uh, where did you come to, and and what what did you uh, what did you go into? 
Um, my education where I came to was University of Hertfordshire um, on networking. So, so IT networking? IT networking, yes. Right, not property networking, which you're, you're now becoming a master of. <laughs> not really property networking. Then I decided to, um, I, I started working in an electronic company. Um, I was trying to do a PCB designer for testing, which uh, they supply, uh, they provide to airlines as well, all the PCB designing boards. Um, looking at all of those things, I then thought, uh, this is not a really perfect job, uh, which I can go move into IT. So I started learning about IT, um, different courses I've been through, different certifications. While working in IT itself, I then realized I can't be full-time by having children um, and working full-time as a mom as well. And it was really difficult. That's why I had to look in something which I can do completely outside and free up my time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, what, what were your initial thoughts about some of the options that you might uh, investigate at that point? I looked into multiple different franchises, actually. And um, the, there were quite a lot of uh, hefty investment on board. Uh, and there were... For example, let's, my McDonald's was my first point to contact. Um, I looked at McDonald's and um, I thought they, they needed half a million investment mm -hmm. and nine months was the training period program, which mm -hmm. I didn't have that enough time and enough investment as well, which is backed out. Um, so I had to go into Subway. Um, and first of all, I liked the product as well. I definitely loved the product. That's one of the reason. And it was a low entry barrier and it was very attractive uh, for anyone to, who wanted to start up their journey as a business point of view. Um, and also it's, um, they have all the supporting system as well, right? Um, it's a proven business model, which is American brand. So you have a built-in support system where you can ask the help for and everything. So looking into those, uh, and how many different franchise uh, brands did you actively investigate? At that time, I was investigating only three or four different franchises. One was accounting background. Uh, another one was McDonald's. I can't remember what other one was, but Subway, was, Subway or McDonald's was the main key things for me. The mm -hmm. reason was that was because my husband is a food uh, he's coming from food technology mm -hmm. he has all certifications in those time and he was an auditor as well so we mm -hmm. have a quite a big understanding of food industry sector um, he worked as a European head as well that's one of the reasons where I can base his knowledge and try to run a business mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, fantastic. And talk us through um, your your early days uh, um, as you became a franchisee, um, and what the what the training was like, and um, and then how quickly it actually uh, took to work. And was it as good as uh, they said it was? Oh, 
there are challenges well to be on uh, from there first when i started thinking about subway franchisee i have ordered all the packs readable packs what is you know what is about subway and i went for interviews uh, first one was rejected <laughs> straight away um and my da asked me to do a business plan which i have no clue of how to do a business plan to be honest and so then he gave me some sort of sources where i can go and investigate on the current existing franchisees so went round and met um, almost six or seven people who gave their valuable time to me and tried to explain about how the business operates and everything but still it was not a full fledged business plan so i went back again with the some sort of idea and again it got rejected so in in the same cycle i did the fourth time then before doing that fourth round of my business plan i worked in a store for number of hours to understand how these people operate on a daily basis so it was like a morning opening or even if there is a staff not available or not coming to work would i be able to succeed or would i be able to operate without closing the store that was one thing which i looked at mm-hmm. and that training for um, two weeks or three weeks which i did the intense training was really helpful in it was a free of charge i've requested one of the franchisee can i work in the shop you don't have to pay me sorry but mm-hmm. i just wanted to learn the knowledge and mm-hmm. it really accelerated from there so then based on the knowledge from that three weeks i could do the business plan i went for the final round of interview and it went on everything fine well, well that, it's a fantastic uh story that you you didn't uh you didn't give up at the first hurdle um which i think uh well done so um just jumping forward a step what what's the um the current position in terms of the franchise uh part of your 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 business uh the current position of the franchise i still own 3 i still operate on a daily basis with my property journey um i have 25 people of staff working on it um on a yearly basis to be on uh, in the stores um we have all the challenges through the staff recruitments through and everything it's an operating trading business mm-hmm. and um that that sort of um taking out the guesswork as far as the operations and the the branding um you would you'd recommend that if you were starting starting over again going down the franchise route versus trying to figure it all out I chose franchisee purely because I didn't have any business experience um and the support what you get okay taking back to covid first of all I still think because of the brand we survived I could see many outlets who doesn't have a brand name has been closed as well so if you need to face those challenges always better to go as a franchisee if you are really successful there is nothing wrong it, it depends on individual as well what can be taken but here when you're choosing a franchisee you don't have to do anything with the brand or the product mm-hmm. 
all you're taking is their brand name operating in their guidelines with their uh, terms and conditions, mm -hmm. which is really a fantastic way to uh, improve your skills. Uh, that's where my journey has started with, because with zero business knowledge. Uh, well, well, firstly, well, well done. That's a great achievement. Like you're, you've come out of a IT background, and then as a family, you've uh, you've taken the the steps into business, and you've expanded, and it's it's gone well. Um, but you you started exploring uh, uh, other potential investment opportunities. What what was the thinking behind looking looking outside the the straight? You know. Uh, keep going uh, and expanding the, the franchise side? Yeah, I'm, I'm still expanding in the franchise side. Um, I have plans al already, which I have been approved because if you need to expand, it's not that you can go directly and open a shop. You have to approve, get approved by your DAs, which is called development office or a regional office, which you respond to. Um, so I definitely have the plans to expand in some way itself. Uh, sorry, when you could you repeat the question? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so, so in terms of that was going well, yes. um, and you, you started thinking about additional options for investment and uh, how to diversify. Um, yes. Additional options is what what happened is back in two thousand eighteen, we are trade up and trading four shops I had. Um, we had lots of assets, but we we have less cash flow. There were many challenges with the cash flowing, uh, which was business was really struggling at those times. Um, big, many financial leakages, I could see, because me and myself, actually, and Prav my husband, Praveen, we both were not working in the business. We were operating offline which was one of the major challenge. And uh, we decided then, look, one of us has to be working in the business to make that business operate properly. So that was out of that financial difficulty. I then thought at that time, we, we might have lost our roof on top of my head. And I have two children as well. Thinking about them, it's unfair to put them on the streets or which... I don't like. So mm -hmm. then I started thinking about, yes, we have a trading business, absolutely fine, which we are now. However, we might need to diversify some sort of income into other investments. And, and property came up, stand out always. The reason is background from my uh, parents and everyone as well. So and it can be used as a retirement vehicle as well in future. Mm -hmm. Very good. So, so you decided on property. Um, now there's uh, commonly that that step is the easiest one to make. Um, uh, there's lots of choices, lots of actions, lots of uh, usually frustrations trying to figure it all out. Do, do you want to describe uh, what happened next? Um, when I started in property, I was thinking there are many courses out. As soon as I jump into the seminar, any course, they, they used to, they have a different agenda behind. There is nothing wrong um, in, in that. And I was not sure which way to go to 
that's one of the reason which was like um, my journey was slow. I started learning. I don't want to spend um, too much time as well. So I started learning, started going into networking. Then I figured out what strategies might help accelerate uh, my future or what, what is my plan going forward. Then I, that's how I was thinking and picked up the strategies which I wanted to go ahead to. Okay, and what what was uh, what was the point that you felt that you had a, a good plan and you started working it, and who was involved at that stage? Um, good, good plan. I, when I started thinking about all these property um, social housing, I heard many of um, Sue Sims seminars. Social housing stood out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason social housing stood out was because of hands-off investment, which worked on leases, which we work on commercial leases as well as a trading business. Mm-hmm. So I understand the commercial leases, what sort of involvement from a landlord point of view as well. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where it intrigued my interest. Um, I started looking in properties in up north, stroke on Trent, not Midlands, Birmingham before. And um, then unfortunately those has fallen through. Mm-hmm. And um, I moved my location to Midlands and then stepped into different properties, offered one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so uh, t- tell us about uh, the, first, uh, the first one uh, that you got over the line. The first one got over the line was the property which I was talking about, which um, is a three bed to eight bed HMO conversion, which we managed to secure the planning. We are now finished off, um, almost uh, discharged the conditions. We discharged the conditions, party wall agreements is ready. We are taking the quotations in, but only my absolute challenge was um, when I, took the property six months, eight months ago, six months to eight months ago, the building cost was not really high. Um, now, when I'm looking at my build cost, it it is coming up at least another 50K additional. And right. Right. I, was, I was taking the quotations from a different builders. And one of the builders said to me, look, um, I don't want to give you oh, what my... Uh, the full cost of the project but however i'll i'll be transparent on my lab, uh, labor charge and the building materials you need to play plus 20 percent of profit i all fine but could you just give me an outline of what that whole budget could be to convert from three bed to eight bed and he doesn't want to give that to me so i've seen some builders giving me quotations some builders doesn't want to give me a quotation because of the variable building material costs. Mm-hmm. And, and what are the what, what are the rough numbers? So you, you had a purchase price of uh, how much? And the, the purchase what, what, price what's is, the uh, the end GDV that you're targeting? The purchase price is 180. Mm-hmm. All the legal expenses, including um, the stamp duty and everything, cost me. 20 grand 
So we are talking about 200. The build cost would cost me anything around 160 to 200 now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Initially, it used uh, we calculated on 120. Mm-hmm. Now 160 to 200. Let's let's say 200, for example, round figure on furnishing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my NGDV value is 450 to half a million. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the valuation. Oh, so on a bricks and mortar basis? On If it is a brick and mortar, I would get anything around 370 to 420. Mm-hmm. But this is a commercial valuation I'm thinking of. And I would achieve anything between 450 to half a million. Right. And so uh, on eight beds, you're, you've got uh, you've got shared uh, room rates uh, based on LHA. Would that, that be uh, what, what the lease is calculated against? Or? Okay. During this process, we I spoke to Sue Sims and she said it might work out for a professional HMO. So we changed our strategy instead of going back to the social housing HMO, we changed to professional. So the, it, it has all on suits now. I'm thinking of designing it slightly towards the co-living or high end of HMOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has all on suit. The bathroom is um, in there as well. So mm-hmm. we are targeting anything around 500 to 525 per room rate. Right, so, so, so eight of those per month. Yes. Uh, and that, that would be less bills, so. That will be plus bills. Plus bills, right. Yes, so we are. this is not LHA. We are not giving it to for social housing now. This mm-hmm. is pure professional HMO we are targeting on. Um, we'll see how it goes once it's been ready. And um, my fallback plan is definitely social housing HMO in case if it doesn't work, if we have too many voids. Right, right. And um, what, what's the uh, what's the plan as far as um, finance? You, you've got a, uh, a a finance offer, or are you uh, are you waiting to finish it off and then going and talking to the lender? Uh, yes. Um, we are looking at different products. Um, at the moment, we have 100% equity on the house, mm-hmm. which I could go for bridge and then transfer it to products. Mm-hmm. Or else I'm trying to raise finance as well. I've posted in certain groups. Mm-hmm. I have uh, one investor who is ready to lend the money, 150K mm-hmm. for the whole project, mm-hmm. um, because he has seen the project as well, visiting me. Mm-hmm. He had confidence, I think, so he came up. Um, if not, um, I have invested, I have stayed as a private investor on a new build, one mm-hmm. of the, and it's come, um, it will be finishing very soon by end of June or July. So I'll get some money there and I could bridge it as well. Right. So, so m- multiple options. I've got to say, um, uh, the vast majority of people uh, start their their uh, property investment journey accidentally, where where they you know uh, they move in with someone else and and uh, suddenly they're left with two houses. Um, but you're you've gone um, you've gone into a conversion project, you've gone into HMO, 
you're potentially bridging it and uh, w well done. But like this is, uh, you know, th this is a very rare thing as a, uh, as a first off, um, I, I suppose, venture. Um, and, you know, that, that's a, it's a great story. So, um, and uh, any, any further thoughts about partners in property or uh, other property networks that you've been involved with? Um, partners in property has been brilliant to be uh, any challenges every time I used to jump onto the coffee meets and ask these questions. Sue Sims was a phone call away. Um, Angela is another lady who helped me out as well. And there are other people who chipped in too. Um, so Partners in Property Network has been really brilliant. And uh, I need to thank Adam Lawrence as well because Adam Lawrence, when I said um, I'll do an open day, other people was many, talking many, neg uh, many negative comments on the group. And Adam is the only one said, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I took on board. I, I understand each and every independent opinions, but uh, I thought, okay, this might be the right thing to do at that stage. So that's how I took each and every step. My journey has been slow a little bit because I'm running a trading business as well as the property. And it's never been an easy journey or step towards go buy property and convert into BTL. That was not my case. So I don't want to compare to the other people who has fast journeys or moved into fast because I need to understand what is, what will work for me as well. Mm -hmm. Because property is completely new and I didn't want to do, make that expensive mistake as well. Well, um, I, I've got to say, Lavanya, we've got a absolutely uh, phenomenal story uh, re recorded in this episode. So um, inspirational stuff uh, from, from a, a young girl getting on a, a school bus or, or sorry, on, on a, a bus full of strangers uh, every morning for a number of years to uh, across to the UK, successfully building up a, a series of franchise uh, businesses uh, and, and now venturing into um, what, what the average uh, person in the street would regard as a complex um, property, uh, you know, first up investment. So well done uh, and congratulations um, and looking forward to seeing you at the next partner in property meet. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Absolute pleasure to be here. Um, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. Right. And, and look up uh, Lavanya on LinkedIn or via her Facebook profile, uh, which is L-A-V-A-N-Y-A. Uh, Lavanya? Yes. Uh, Gamsani. G-A-M-S-A-N-I. That's uh, is right. that, that correct? That's perfect. Okay, brilliant. Well, uh, looking forward to it. I'm Will Mallard. This is my Property World podcast. Uh, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. 
We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, my property world is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.